Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, we have an amazing guest. Our guest this week is Vincent and Valerie Woodard. Vincent and Valerie Woodard are also podcasters. They've been married for a very long time. And in their podcast, they talk about how God has helped them overcome serious issues in their marriage because they were on the brink of divorce and God helped them restore their marriage. Now, I met Valerie and Vincent one day when Vincent reached out to me and asked me to be a guest on their podcast, Couples Pursuit. And so after talking to them and being a guest on their podcast, I asked them to be a guest on my podcast. And I'm glad I did because they have such an amazing story about how each one of them found God and how God was able to heal them and not just heal them, but heal their marriage. So without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Vincent and Valerie Woodard, the hosts from Couples Pursuit. Hello, Vincent and Valerie. How are you doing today? We're doing good. Great. How are you How doing, are you? Gianna? I'm doing great. And thank you so much for being a guest on the Finding God podcast. I am super excited to have you guys and to find out how you guys met and how you found God. So I'm going to ask the question I ask everyone. I call it my initiation question. And that question is, what was your childhood like? Uh, me? You go first. <laughs> um, I was, you know what? I would say maybe ignorant is bliss because okay. I grew up poor, but I didn't really notice I was poor right. until I got like the high school. Because everybody I knew, we all lived in the same projects, we played around the same playground, but we, man, we was raw. I'm talking about no cable. We lived in the projects, but that's just life as life as I knew it. So right. it's like, and I was I was happy for the most part. So that's why I said, you know, it was like ignorant because if I didn't, if I didn't knew maybe how much we lacked, I think I was might have been a little bit <laughs> upset <laughs> when I was younger. You know, right? Yeah. Uh, so my childhood it was it was it was good for the most part. Of course, it came with challenges, and um. Grew up with, with a single mother. She did the best she could. I had um, th- um, two other brothers and a sister. So she had four children to try to take care of. Yeah. And she's trying to figure stuff out, her own stuff. So it was, uh, uh, she yeah. was doing the best that she knew how to do. But yeah, I, for the most part, yeah, it was a good time. 
Oh, wow. Ignorance childhood. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> yeah, as long as it was a good childhood and you enjoyed it, then that is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, my childhood was interesting in that I grew up as an only child, but I am uh, on my mother's side, the middle daughter of three, and on my father's side, I am the middle of seven or eight I always forget I think it's seven wow. I think it's seven um yes but I grew up by myself I was pretty I guess what most people would call spoiled I had my own room I had my own TV I had my own phone I had my own Atari game that's telling my age right mm. but I had all you know everything a little girl I guess could probably want mm-hmm. um but I did not grow up with my biological mother and father I was raised by my uncle mm. and my aunt and um my mother's was my mother's uh, older sister and uh but i had a lot of fun in uh, growing up around the arts um pageants and uh, learned how to write and to sing and to mm-hmm. you know act and do things like that as a kid and uh and that made my life really fun and exciting despite any obstacles i was having Wow, that's amazing. So let me ask you both a question. Was God a part of your life during your childhood? And if so, like, what were you taught about God? Mm, I'll go first this time. My grandmother lived about two and a half hours from us. And I would always see her get on her knees at night when she would, would go to bed. And so she was the first person that I saw doing it. When we went to her house during the summer and, and during holidays, we would go to church. Nice. But my mom and dad, um, they didn't attend church, even though they had grown up that way. And so I didn't start attending on my own until I was in high school. Hmm. And uh, I would go off and on throughout the years with a family friend when I was really small. But other than that, no. Okay. That wasn't part of our daily life. Um, I always believe there was a God. I never had a, a crisis where I wonder if he existed. Mm-hmm. I always, always believe that there was a God. Um, my mother wasn't really like a religious lady. Didn't go to church. Mm-hmm. I actually grew up kind of interesting because she, I've, she, she's been a part of different. Um, we've been a, a Mormon. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, but then Muslim. Yeah. A little bit. Um, um, she dated someone that was a Seven Day Adventist. We never really went to church there, but he was in the house. Mm. Um, so I it's just God was always real to me, um, but I never really, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't start going to church right until I got grown. Mm. So, um, but he was, I never doubted. I never thought about it just now, but I never like doubted there was a God. I don't know how people can doubt how you get order from chaos. You know, right. I, 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 I can, uh, how can, um, the time exists, a precision of time exists from, um, unorganized, um, matter, you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, it, it didn't it's make, more than it didn't make right? sense to yeah. me to not believe in God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like from what both of you guys are saying is like, you didn't really grow up around God when you were children or anything. Now, at least, Valerie, you did see something, and you always knew, Benson, that God existed. So that's amazing how, even as children, you knew God existed, and you kind of saw 
your grandmother praying and everything, and that makes you curious about God a little. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so, as you got older, you went through your teenage years and your adolescence, what was that like, and did God play a role in your life at that point? Mm. As, you, as I got older, you know what? God did a, a, a part of my life where he surrounded me with a lot of good people. I, mm-hmm. And e- this is even still, um, so I spent a lot of my younger, maybe middle school years in the Mormon church. Right. And um, I don't believe in I don't believe in their theology now, but how God used those people. They came and picked us up out of the projects. Came a van came and picked us up, and 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 they took us to study with Bible study, Sunday school, so on and so forth. And I just learned a lot. The Mormons would come through our projects, right. and um, that's how I first got introduced to them. They came through. They came through the projects and knocked on our doors and played basketball with us and was. You know, that was active, you know, and so seeing those people that were good people, and I'm like, wow, you know, okay, so I, yeah, I go to church with you, you know, yeah. and I go to church with them. Why y'all could we don't call you the Reverend Apostle, you know, that's Pastor Mike. No, we don't even say Mike, I don't even say Pastor Mike, we just say that's Mike or that's Steve or that's yeah. Bill. I was like, wow, that's interesting. So, <laughs> and those and the people were so very kind and open and, and nice. So, yeah, then how how God used those people to kind of ease me into it. Because my mother, I know, I'm I went to church with my mother when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I know I did, but I don't remember like Sunday morning. Come on, y'all, we gotta go to church. That wasn't right. part of my my childhood. It's like, Mama, I'm going to church. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah, my teenage years were interesting. I said I, I um, that 17, 17 marked a really uh, ter- a turning point for me. Uh-huh. And like I said, I was into uh, the arts and things like that. And one of my friends that was into the arts was, you know, he went to church all the time. And he had started a singing group. And I started singing with him. And then we would start praying together and things like that. And, and he shared a lot of music with me. And music was the way that I really fell in love with the Lord and with his word because I would hear the scriptures through mm-hmm. some of the songs that I would listen to and I would feel the sentiment that was in them. And I'll never forget, uh, it was Easter, the year that I was 17. And um, I remember writing a, a, a card to my parents for Easter and telling them that, you know, I'm, I'm going to go on this journey to, to see, you know, what, what is, you know, what is God? What is that about? Mm. If you see me, you know, changing, you, you sense something different about me. I'm looking for that relationship. And I'll never forget. It was, it was a card that was like, it was a pencil drawing, almost a watercolor card. And Mm. it was a tiny man at the end. And then there was a path that led all the way up to the top corner of the card. And that vision has been in my mind since then. And I've constantly been on that journey to find what is this God that they mm-hmm. sing about in this music. I was so connected to it. And, I, and I, then when I found out for myself, I just fell in love. And I've been on that journey ever since. So That is awesome. And see, I can relate to the whole music thing because I feel that is how I actually started to love God. And 
fall in love with him because I love music as well. And so there would be times I'd be upset about something, I'd listen to music. And when I was a kid, my mom would only allow Christian music unless I did sneak in boys and men every now and then. But, you know, for the most part, that was about it. So I would listen to it. And, you know, like it always just spoke to me. Even now, I listen to mostly Christian music just because I feel that it speaks to me in a way that other music doesn't speak to me. Absolutely. So I get that 100%. So you mentioned something about um, about finding the relationship with God. Now tell me about that. How did you find that relationship with God? Mm, I had some troubles as a child, though I had a good, uh, you know, I mentioned that I was spoiled. I also had some negative experiences and I had been molested a few times by the time I was about 11 years old. And I was always, I've always, always been a really like sensitive person, like, um, sensitive to others feelings, you know, emotional, um, I wouldn't say necessarily a, a bad way, but I learned how to channel those emotions through the acting, the singing, the dancing, the music. And then when I, my friend who, who showed me the gospel, uh, share his gospel music with me, it wasn't the first time I'd heard gospel music, right. but now I was aware, you know, mm-hmm. and I had these emotions that I didn't know what to do with. And I felt calm in the in that presence. And then um, I ended up going to church with him years later. Actually, our whole theater troupe went to church with this this um, with the same person. And I began to feel the drawing and the pulling yeah. of the Holy Spirit. And when I was seventeen years old, I went to a school dance. Now I love music. You know, I like jazz. Mm-hmm. I like R and B. I love gospel. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love to dance and I went to a school dance and I was sitting on the lunch table and I was watching um, the, the students dance. And this is during the time that the Holy Spirit was drawing me and I had been reading his word and I began to see shadows around the people. Mm. And I had never seen anything like that before. And what he was showing me was the spirits, you know, all of the, the, mm-hmm negativity all of the the lust and all these different things that were going on and I didn't fully understand it right at the moment but it came to me and I was like wow that has he's communicating that to me I was looking at the people the people were normal but I could see all of the other things that were going on around them and I began to just seek his face more I I just I can't really describe a particular um moment other than that one that let me know hey he's real he sees you he's showing you he's drawing you stay close because this is what's going to help you to understand what what you've dealt with Mm. and he really did do that that is amazing that is amazing how you're able to see that and it's one thing like to see something but i think it's always interesting like when something significant happened in your relationship with god it's like you remember what it is and to other people it just seemed like normal like oh there's a shadow but to you you knew exactly what that was so it was God talking and communicating with you so that is amazing yeah that is awesome what about you Vincent tell me about the time when you felt like God was calling you like how did that whole journey start with God well well um 
I said she was talking. I actually reflected on I had two. I had multiple encounters with the God, but I had two that really, that really changed my life. One that just showed me, he showed me his power, how, how powerful he was. And um, I, I was never really a drinker. Right. Um, but I um, hung with the people that could put it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, put it down. I'm trying to keep up with them. Right. I don't know why. Just because just they were doing it, I'm riding with them. Riding. Ain't that something? They driving and drinking. Okay. Oh, wow. But anywho, at this particular time, we, we drunk all night long. And um, we got to the morning, and I got so sick. I mean, I don't know it was alcohol poison, but if, if someone would have told me, I would have said, yep, that sounds like it's about right. I got so, yeah. so, so sick. And um, I said, God. Now, this, I grew up, like I said, in that, well, how I told you I grew up. But then I didn't really go to church after middle school. Right. Throughout high school. And into college, I didn't really, I didn't go to, I didn't go to church like that. I mean, I might have just visited, but I didn't, okay. I didn't have a home church. I didn't go. Um, so, um, this was right around later part of high school, um, and I got so, I had an incident. I got so sick, and I, and I said, God, if you take this away from me, <laughs> if you take this away from me, I promise I won't drink again. I want drink. I said I want drink like this again, <laughs> and um. And he, he did. Yeah. I was in the bathroom, and it was bad. I don't even want to tell you, but it was bad. <laughs> and um, and he took it away from me. And the people was asking. They were knocking on the door. They were like, Vince, you okay? I can't answer them. I'm, I'm up chucking. I can't answer them. Right. And they just kept knocking on the door. I don't know why I locked it, but they just kept knocking on the door. And then finally, I just came out the door. And we was like, I said, where are we going to eat at? <laughs> and they were like, okay, let's go out to eat. We went back, went out to to, um, to go eat breakfast because we were drinking all night long. That was the first encounter. I said I was like, wow, he did it. And so I never, been, I haven't been drunk again. I just, wow. I said I wasn't going to do it and I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a beer, I had wine, um, but no, I don't never, ever, ever want to put him, put myself in a position where I lied to him after he did what he did. Yeah. First encounter. Second encounter is um, my, the main encounter, the main one I should say. Maybe that mm-hmm. was the main one. I don't know. But the one that changed me and my marriage is when I went to a men's encounter. Me and my wife was going through so bad that we were talking about getting separated and I mean, like moving out, moving away. Just yeah. it was it was bad, and because of my anger issues, I had so many anger. I was so angry, I was so frustrated, and I was just taking so much out of my wife. Mm-hmm. And me and my wife battled back and forth we kind of got to a decent place but i knew i still had that issue i covered i figure i can put a good cover over i made the bed up you know yeah. i put a good cover over it and i said okay well we're just not gonna let it get that messy again yeah. but i never dealt with the bulk the the lump under the cover right um so i went to a men's encounter and then he was like ask god ask god for what you need tell him what you first of all tell him what you're mad about right. and i i said something that I had dealt with when I was young. And um, I said it to him, to God. I just prayed. I just yelled it to him. And um, he didn't say nothing. God, I didn't feel the Holy Spirit. I didn't feel nothing. He just like, he, I felt like he listened to me. He heard me. But he never answered, like, why that happened, nothing, stuff like that. Right. Um, and I told God, I said, God, I need you because my marriage is dissolving. It's, it's, we're about to get a divorce. I need you. I need you. I need you in my life. I need you. And I just kept crying, bawling, man, just 
stuff all over my face. And um, finally, the big breakthrough came. I, I know, I tell people this all the time, I felt the presence of God hug me. And he, I felt mm-hmm. him just grab me in my arms and was just like, I got you. He said, I love you, and I'll never, never leave you. And I was like, wow, this is real. I hear people yeah. talk about experiences like this, but to feel that yourself, it changed my whole heart. All of that bitterness I kept. I, I, after we got through, we prayed and we worshiped and all that good stuff. But the next time I got to a phone, because we couldn't have phones either. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a men's encounter. We broke, like a, a we broke yeah. away. Yeah. But when I got to a phone, I called my wife. I said, baby, I'm changed. I'm ready to come home. I'm ready to be the husband that you desired me to be. So, yeah. That's, 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 um, I had to tell you about that first one because I felt this power, but I, yeah. I encountered him. I experienced him, uh, wholeheartedly at that point. Now. That is amazing. Now, if you don't mind me asking, and you don't have to tell me, you know, if you don't want to, what was the thing that you dealt with when you were a kid? Well, um, I was molested too. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it was a point where I was mad at that fact that that it, that it, that it happened, but then I was I was mad because I didn't do it. It's like I was you know in a wrong part of town, nothing like that. I'm just minding my own right. business. This dude come out of nowhere, and just you know, just kind of like trick me to going with him somewhere. When I went with him, you know, it, it, it happened. Then I was young. I was I don't know. I was I was young enough to. I've just grown in, and he say, say he got a gun. Say no, he said he had a knife, and I'm like, okay, well, I believe him. Yeah. And so, but I'm like, the whole time I'm thinking, this dude really has a knife? I don't really know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's what happened. And I thought I got over it, mm-hmm. really. And I carried that thing all the way into my marriage because I never really asked God to help me get over it. I thought I was trying yeah. to deal with it myself, and I never really, I never asked him um, about it. So when I finally asked him about it, it's like, like wow, yes, I've been waiting for you to talk to me about that. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't, you know, the fact that he didn't like give me a direct answer about what, because I kept asking him why did it happen, why, why, why did it happen. Mm-hmm. He never gave me a direct answer, but when he grabbed, when he, when he put his arms around me. He was just like, whatever you go through from this point, what you went through in the past, and what you will go through in the future, I'm there for you. Mm-hmm. And so when that happened right there, I'm just like, okay, well, whatever we go, whatever we going through, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we gonna handle this. Yeah. <laughs> we gonna handle this. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing just listening to both of you guys, and I know, like with me, I know when I. It took me a while, but I was mad at God because my dad just walked out and we watched our house and everything. Mm. So I was mad at God because I just felt like I couldn't trust him. So I'm just like, well, you let this happen and I need to just handle my own life because apparently this is not working for me. So, Mm. you know, but it's amazing how the things you see as kids and the experiences you have, it can and it does affect your relationship with God because you may not realize it, but like when people say stuff like God's like a father, well, if you didn't have a good one, like... What does that really mean? <laughs> right. like, what does that really mean? What does that mean? Like, okay. What does so that mean, God? I like, can't trust him because it's him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I didn't grow up with a father, so yeah, I'm just like, oh, he's better than a father. He's better than, he's yeah. better than my father. 
Exactly. So, you know, it's just like things like that. But you like you don't think about it until you get older. Then you're just like, oh, okay. Because I know it took me years to figure out why I didn't trust God. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's why. Because I couldn't trust my dad. And so if they say that God is like the father and I couldn't trust my dad, then I don't feel like I can trust God. So it did right. take a while to work through that. But it's just amazing. Even as you tell your stories, how things that happen in your childhood affects our relationship with God, whether we even know it or not, because, you know, it just happens. And we just take what we know and we equate it to God because that's all we've mm-hmm. seen. So I totally understand where you guys are coming from with that. Amen. So now my question is, um, I always like to know when people are married, how did you guys meet? <laughs> I, 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 I stalked her. I, I met her when she was moving. She, she uh, we live in um, Eastern North Carolina, mm-hmm. in a little small town called Wilson, Wilson, North Carolina. <laughs> and she was down here on work, and um, things I guess didn't work out for her, so she was moving back. And I, and I was, I just got an apartment, mm-hmm. and I was needing some stuff. So somebody told me about her, and I went over there, and yeah, she was having a selling it all sale and um that was nice you know the couch all that was nice but her <laughs> <laughs> what you doing you know, I right? am not for sale <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so I, I tried to take her out to have, try to take her to a concert she wasn't having it you know I didn't learn until later that she was like done with a relationship she tried to find herself and she was doing her thing and and um, she wasn't really trying to be in a relationship. She wasn't trying to be in a relationship at all. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I found, I, I, I found something I was interested in. So, um, yeah. So we, once she told me that she wasn't trying to be in a relationship, I said, okay, well, you still need help moving, right? You moving? You still need, you still help moving these things. You can't do it all by yourself. How you gonna get it back? I had a Jeep at the time. How you gonna get it back to you know? So I'm trying to, to Virginia. Find, I was I'm trying to, to find ways yeah. to spend time with her because she was like, I, she told me the truth. She told me she had a daughter. She had a big old eight by ten. I don't know how you get that out of your pocketbook. Picture of a daughter and um, she was t- I mean, everything up front. Like I'm not you know, not so much about the relationship, but she wasn't she wasn't really giving me the vibes like yeah I'm interested in you too. She was just right. like you're nice, but no. What do, what do you want to buy? I'm like, what's your name? What's your number? You know, anywho. So I found a way to spend time with her. Um, ended up helping her move her stuff back to Virginia, reluctantly mm-hmm. on her part. And she thought, I guess I was stalking her. And I was stalking her. But um, I was just wanted to, I was helping her. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was helping her. And I met her family. And I said, you know, and I said to myself, if I get in with a family, oh I'm, I'm good. If I get in with a family. And I went up there and I, I met her family. And her family loved me. I'm just going every time she, whatever she give me I'm going to take mm-hmm. she wasn't trying to have a relationship but she can eat you know she got to eat she got oh, that's true <laughs> so I didn't press charges <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drive all the way up there to take you out to eat yeah I'm not yeah, yeah. you told me, you already told me I got it you told me you weren't trying to be in a relationship I got that but I was hungry <laughs> you want them it's a movie that's playing <laughs> you know would you want to go to the movies you know try to hold her hands in the mall she wasn't trying to have it 
You know, she was like, look, I'm t- okay, all Don't right. Touch me. Well, we can walk together. <laughs> you know, I took whatever I could take. That's hilarious. So you kind of like weasel your way and snuck your way into having a date with her. He really did. <laughs> it was a year. It was a year, a year and a half, a year of back and forth. He would drive uh-huh. up and spend his days off in Virginia and and it didn't take too long for me to fall in love with him, but I really was like not interested in wow. having a relationship. I was on complete shutdown. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> now I know you guys have a podcast together because I was a guest on your podcast yeah. and it's an amazing podcast. It's called couples pursuit. So tell me, how did you guys start that? What motivated you to start that? And what was your purpose for starting that? Ooh, well, the long and short of it is God saved our marriage. Right. And on our wedding day, during the ceremony, the pastor said, you two will be a couple of example. We had no idea what that meant. Both of us were into music. My husband used to produce beats and things like that when I met him. And I was singing and doing et cetera, et cetera. So we thought, oh, it must be something to do with that. Little did we know he was causing the turmoil that we were having to work together for good so that when he brought us through it God was God was mm-hmm. yes right. when he brought us through it we in turn wanted to share our testimony with others and more than our testimony the possibility that God can do this for you right. as well mm-hmm. and the way that we related it was like you ever been to a restaurant or you had something really good to eat yeah. Like you just want to tell somebody, girl, listen, you need to go over here and get such and such and such. And that's how we felt about God restoring us because we were literally on the brink of divorce. Mm-hmm. And it was surrendering to his love, grace and mercy that brought us back, that brought us to wholeness, that brought us to a place where we don't we don't fight. We don't argue anymore. Right. Like, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the grace of God, not because we're perfect, not because we don't have challenges but because we've learned how to communicate in such a way that it takes turmoil off the table. Mm-hmm. And we have to share that. We have to share that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's so important to, first of all, get on the same page. Mm-hmm. Because arguing, argument was an option at the time, for me, at least. Yeah. Um, um, separation was an option. If this don't work out, okay, all right, we're gone. But we got on the same page. We like, like, you know what? No, we're not getting divorced. You know, we're not talking about like being physical or nothing like that. Yeah. We're talking about just dealing with through these issues that we were having, mm-hmm. you know, emotional, not really being, uh, I'm being aggressive. You know, she's trying to stabilize, raise our family. I'm the one, she's trying to go to church, get our family in the spiritual plane. And I'm just like, well, I don't need nothing, man. Nothing, man. Tell me what to do. I can, <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know, so we said, so look, first of all, let's get on the same accord. Let's find the accord. <laughs> and get on it. <laughs> and then get on it. Because <laughs> we, we riding on two different ones right now. <laughs> and that's what our whole, um, a couple of pursuit is, is the whole thing is from courtship to covenant to commitment. And we teach others to go from, the courtship phase, not just dating, not just having fun, having a fling, but actually dating to marry and with purpose and then having a, a, a covenant. The vows that you make, I do, you do what? What are you going to do? What are you agreeing to? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, now we have to work. Let's work at it. And then to the commitment phase, deciding that 
okay, we're going to work through this. Mm-hmm. It's not an option where she don't, she don't agree with me, I'm out. You know, she need to mop the wave on high. I'm gone. <laughs> you know, she, <laughs> I'm out of here. No, we're going to work through this. That's the commitment oh, phase. So, yeah, that's, that's a couple of good soup right there in a nutshell. Yeah. I like that. And I especially like when you guys are saying how you equate it to, like, a cafe. You know, you get some good food and you're going to tell people, and that's how you feel about God. And you feel about God like that when you share your testimony. And I agree because I think that is how – it kind of should be when we tell people about God. You know, I don't think it should be something where we're like forcing them and like making them do stuff. It should just be like, hey, God did something for me. Let me just tell you what happened. And, you know, I think it should be like easy, you know, not forced, just easy. And it sounds like that is right. what you guys do. You just share your testimony in an easy way and it's not forced. And people are just listening yeah. like, oh, what an amazing story. If that happened to you. It could happen for me. So I love that you said that. That's awesome. And we want to make sure that we always bring the um, what God has done for us, mm-hmm. you know, because that is a, when you actually be on the podcast, it's right up my alley. It's like, okay, I'm not trying to keep, okay, our ministry separate and then our business. No, I can't, I can't give you any marital advice right. without giving you biblical principles mm-hmm. and how he changed us. Whatever it is, yeah, we can, we can have the four styles of communication and then we can do have, the, all this, the love language. but God. Yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, we can talk about, you know, the mm-hmm. verbal and nonverbal communication mm-hmm. and listening to that. But God yeah. <laughs> has helped us through. Yeah. So we always have to bring that up. Mm-hmm. And I think you kind of have to because it's a, it's like most of the podcasts I listen to, even people who don't usually talk about God in their podcast, you know, they do mention yeah, and I prayed and I asked God to help me because I think that is something <laughs> that has to happen because I have another podcast called Music and Therapy and I talk about relationships. And I did want, it's like I usually don't talk about God in it, but there are times when I bring up, uh, even if you don't believe in prayer, even if you don't believe in God, if there's something mm. out there that can help you, you may want to try this. And so mm. I tell people, you know, I understand there are atheists out there and people who may not believe in God, but if this is something that might help you, you may mm-hmm. want to try it. Regardless of what your belief is, you might want to try this. So I even throw it out like that. Like, hey, you may want to try this. And I've done episodes about spirituality and your marriage and stuff. So, yeah, because I do think that these things, you know, techniques have, you know, techniques do work. And the things that we learn work. <laughs> yeah, they're helpful. But yeah. you do need to pray and ask mm-hmm. God for help, <laughs> you know, because God can kind of smooth situations over when, our knowledge cannot. He can change people's hearts, and we can't do that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Good mind. Amen. <laughs> God can do all of that. So, if there is someone out there, whether they're dealing with a marriage crisis or whether they're just going through some stuff, and they're looking for God, what advice would you give them? Mm. Mm. I would say... There's a verse in um, Matthew 7, 7. Mm-hmm. It says, um, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. Mm-hmm. And he then, it says it again, like as if we didn't get the point. He said, ask and it shall be given. Right. Seek and you shall find, and knock and the door will be open. And I did the asking, you know, we asked for God and he just gave it to us. God will usually do that or whatever. And, you know, we wait for opportunities to come, the door to open. You know, it's like, oh, man, if someone just blessed me with a car or someone just paid my bill or whatever. But it's that middle part 
But I think we neglect that seeking. You know, yes. that seeking God. And your podcast is so perfectly titled, uh, Finding God. It's that middle part that actually seek and you shall find. It's not you might find. If you're looking right, right, tell you you hide a cold. But it says seek and you shall find. And I would urge people to, uh, first of all, Hebrews 6 says, Now without faith it's impossible to please God. For the one that draws near to him must first believe that he exists. And he's a rewarder or rewards those that seek him. The reward is is God. Yes. That's the reward. So seek God for yourself. You know, read read the Bible. Just you can listen to the audible, you can listen to uh, podcast words, whatever. But I urge you just to what answers that you have they're they're out they're out there. God has them. It's in this Bible. It's in these books. And he can give you the answer. And then if if you are not able to get a Bible right now, I ask you to pray. Pray right now and just tell him what you need like I did. Mm-hmm. I said, God, I need healing from this. I didn't even know I needed healing. And just somebody asked me, what do you need healing from? Uh, I've been holding this right here since I was a kid. This is what I need healing from. So that's my that's what I would advise someone that's, that's trying to seek, find God is to actually go look at the Bible. <laughs> mm, I like that. I like that. Yeah, what about you, good. Valerie? I would say in addition to that, um, examine yourself. You know, where am I? I? I'm looking for you. Am I open to you? Yeah. Am I open to you? Invite him. If you're looking for him, invite him. Send the invitation. You know, when, when we want someone to come and visit with us, we make invitation to them. Mm-hmm. You know, Lord, I need you. It's as simple as a prayer, but also show me myself. Show me who I am. That's the first, that's the best, one of the best questions I ever asked. One of the best prayers I ever prayed or, or most memorable prayers I ever prayed. Lord, show me who I am and show me why. Yes. You know, uh, I need you because what we don't realize is that we need him in ways that we have yet to understand. Yes. Yes. You know, and so show me who I am. Let me see. And then him allowing me to see myself, he gave me compassion for others. And how and why they would do, those who may have hurt me, why they would do things that they would do. If they didn't have him, if they didn't know him, then it helped me to understand and give me, uh, that opened me up to forgiveness. That softened my heart to receive him. Because sometimes we pray and we pray with vengeance instead of praying with forgiveness and praying, seeking and praying for healing. We pray with anger and we pray with, you know, I, I want God to fix them. Do this, do that. You know, you want them to strike him with lightning and, and all these things that we imagine of this big, angry, wrathful, filled God. And it's like, he loves me. Mm-hmm. Really? Find out who he has made you to be. Make invitation to him, not just to your, to the living room of your home, but to the bedroom to the bathroom everything about me lord show me i want you to here's everything i am and you know come in and commune with me come in and and talk to me so i can know 
you. You knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb, but I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. Show me who I am. Anybody who doesn't know God doesn't really know who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I like the both of you said. You said basically you said seek God and you said ask God to show you who you are. And it's funny because it's like it goes together. It's like mm-hmm. holistic, you know. It's not <laughs> like you're just seeking God, but when you seek God, sometimes we neglect to ask Him or we don't realize that we seek him, he's going to change us. You know, we don't we don't think mm-hmm. about that. And so I'm glad you guys brought that out, that when you seek God, he changes us and he kind of changes you from the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Well, well, guys, oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying it's just, it's amazing, you know, that God will continue to allow platforms like this um, to develop and to put us together, you know, mm-hmm. like to be able to have you on our podcast our show then for us to be invited on your show and you know we just continue to share the, the God has done for us and whoever else is watching this or listening to this is they're going to be blessed because they're going to get a deeper understanding where you know there's two people somewhere in this world that um, I've probably heard somebody say well seek God seek God yeah. well what does it mean seek God and why should I seek him? Well, you should seek him to find out who you are. Oh, oh, wow. But that wouldn't be possible unless you did this podcast. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we ever really said that together. No, we haven't. Yeah. It flows. You so asked the right question. <laughs> it was like a puzzle piece. You know, it just went <laughs> together. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. I enjoyed our conversation. And... As always, thank you so much for being on the Finding God podcast. Oh. Wow, what an amazing interview. I especially love the part when Vincent talks about how God was able to heal him from something he didn't even know he needed healing from. Like God understood why he was getting angry and why he was getting upset. And when he asked God to heal him, God brought it to his attention about what he needed to ask for help with. So I absolutely love that part. I also like how God was able to speak to Valerie and help her deal with things that she didn't even know that she needed help with and give her someone at a time when she wasn't even looking for someone. So it just shows how much God loves us and cares about us. He cares about the big things in our lives and he cares about the small things. God even cares about the things that we've forgotten and the goals that we haven't asked him for or things that we've forgotten to ask him about because we've tried to suppress them. So I just love that it comes out in the story of Vincent and Valerie. Now, if you are dealing with something and you need healing and deliverance from something, whether you're asking God to restore your marriage, whether you're asking God to heal you from a tragic event that happened to you in your life or some childhood trauma, God is listening and he is always ready to help you. So don't be afraid to ask God to help you. Don't be afraid to ask God to change you. Don't be afraid to ask God to show you what you need to pray about. God is there, he's listening, and he is more than able and willing to help you. He loves us and he loves to help us when we ask him for help. And even when we don't ask him, he still helps us. So don't forget, ask God for help. And if you don't ask God for help or you feel too embarrassed to ask God for help, just know that God will still help you. And all you have to do is listen to what God is telling you to do. Now, our artist of the week is Valerie Woodard. And we are going to be listening to one of her new singles called Mighty God. So here's the single Mighty God from our artist of the week. Valerie Woodard.
podcast i would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and listening to another inspirational story about how people find god if you love the podcast as much as i love spending time with you i encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts i will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show if you would like to get in contact with Vincent and Valerie or myself, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes, and all you have to do is click on the links below, and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest on the podcast, and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, 
click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song to the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.